Welcome to episode 32 of Storm the Norm, the podcast where we pick up norms that come in the way of businesses succeeding in a disruptive world. I'm Narayan. And I'm Anisha Motwani. Storm the Norm is brought to you in association with Grand Thornton Bharat. On to today's episode now. Almost 60 years back, the Canadian communication theorist Marshall McLuhan coined the phrase, the medium is the message, to focus attention on the character, not just the content of a medium. And he spoke of this when television was barely born and the internet, it was just about a germ of a thought at best. In short, media were not quite as complicated as we know them to be today. The world itself probably wasn't as complicated back then as it seems right now, Narayan, isn't it? The operative word, Danisha, and what you just said is seems. I'm sure people of the day would probably have said it was every bit as complicated back then, if not more. But complicated apart, that period was also amongst the best years for advertising, ushered in by the likes of the legendary Bill Burnbuck. Now, that might sound like I'm digressing, but I'm not. The central question in today's episode and the norm we want to storm revolves around the creators and disseminators of the day understanding, decoding, and using what McLuhan called the character of a medium to their best advantage. So the question is, are we doing the same today? That's a really interesting question, Nadan. Digital, with its various and almost annual fads falling to the wayside as forgotten markers, seems to be littered with too many distractions and just too much of everything to signal a singular message about its character. Exactly, Anisha. The metaverse, you remember that? Yesterday's mm-hmm. obsession mm-hmm. has been displaced by ChatGPT yeah, today. True that. I love mm-hmm. ChatGPT. <laughs> well, just wait. Give it a few months. It'll be <laughs> Before that, you remember there was this thing called NFTs that everyone was going gaga over. Mm-hmm. It seems so quaint now when we think about it, that at one point, the next big thing were blogs. You seem to be speaking of all of these things in the as if they were in the past. You know, simultaneously, they're both past and present. The thing is, none of these fans have truly gone away. Hmm. They still litter the sprawling chawl that is the internet. And that is what makes for today's norm. The medium is the mess. I love the way you refer to the internet as the sprawling shawl. (laughs) (laughs) So how is one supposed to make sense of this mess, Narayan? And how does one go about storming this norm that the medium is truly a mess? I have a suspicion it's by going back to first principles. But I don't want to jump the gun too quickly. The shadow of digital looms the largest over the media landscape today. But other media, television, radio, print, out of home, they're not extinct either. And that makes it messier. Or does it? Mm-hmm. If we looked at the norm from the point of view of marketing and business and not from the perspective of journalism or content, where does that take us? You know, I think this is probably a very good time to bring in our guest expert for this episode. <laughs> He's the best person to answer this. To anyone in marketing, advertising or media, this legend needs no introduction. And we are privileged and truly delighted to have with us today Sam Balsada, founder Madison World, a doyen of the media industry and as much a founding pillar of the media and advertising industry as of Madison itself. There's probably no one more qualified than Sam to storm this norm. Sam, welcome to Storm the Norm. Firstly, Sam, welcome to 
our weekly episode of Strong the Norm. It's a real ple- pleasure and privilege to have one of the legends of the um, my pleasure industry to feature on here. So a very warm welcome and thank you so much for sparing the time. Yes, thank you, Sam. Uh, welcome, Nisha. We'll we'll dive straight in. Uh, I'm sure uh, you know you'll be familiar with Marshall McLuhan's old quote that the medium is the message. Uh, but even if we just restrict ourselves to a country like India with what close to a billion smartphones in everybody's hands now and uh, everybody just becoming the medium, it feels like uh, McLuhan's quote needs to be updated to say the medium is the mess. Uh, <laughs> and, and it just seems like an impenetrable maze. How does, how does one figure one's way out of it? Uh, how do businesses make sense of all of these chaos uh, and a plethora of questions over there? We want to first start by asking you if you even agree with this statement of the norm as we've put it. Is the medium actually the mess that we see it as? So, uh, you know, let me first start by reinforcing what you're saying with a personal experience. Uh, you know, Madison started in 1988. Yeah. And that was a time when uh, television and Doordarshan specifically dominated Indian media. Right. And about a year or two later into Madison, mm-hmm. I launched for Godrich Soaps. Mm-hmm. A brand called, a rather variant called Synthol Lime. Mm-hmm. You know, Synthol was already a very uh, reasonably popular, I would say, uh, soap and a very old soap, mm-hmm. which had a strong, loyal set of uh, diehard users. And, uh, you know, Lyril was the new girl on the block. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a runaway success. So hmm. we thought, why not launch a variant of Synthol called Synthol Line? Hmm. And I launched it on four consecutive episodes of Mahabharat hmm. with, you know, what we call double spotting. That means, you know, one thirty second spot repeated by the same spot again. Mm-hmm. So, the me- 90% of the media plan consisted mm. of these eight spots. <laughs> and Synthol achieved 5.3% market share within two months of its launch of the premium soap market. Just with that simple strategy of double spotting. Uh, double spotting on the one program of Durdarshan. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, this is just to reinforce your point uh, as to, I may not go to the extent of saying how much of a mess it is, Mm -hmm. uh, but how complex it has become for the advertiser and the media planner uh, to navigate in today's, you know, let me set the context uh, in terms of 
what is happening to media habits of indians mm-hmm. you know they have sort of dramatically dramatically changed you know all of us whether young or old are spending much more time on our mobiles mm-hmm. than we are spending with our television set just for another context today in india mm-hmm. we expect digital to be 41% of the market in this year so on the one hand while this has made it very very complex for advertisers of big brands and small brands included on the other hand what has happened is that the arrival of digital mm-hmm. has democratized advertising mm-hmm. so somebody see all this while advertising was always a big boys game mm-hmm. and because they had big bucks they spent big bucks and they became bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and they built a moat around them mm. so that no small guy can enter the territory mm. because the cost of entry was huge mm. Mm. so digital has broken down those barriers and that i think uh, we must acknowledge is is i think uh, going to or is already playing a huge role in creating more entrepreneurs and creating a certain amount of prosperity so sam uh, you know the the evidence of that you know digital is becoming bigger was you know was there to see but your data actually is an eye opener and it actually pins down to how much but today when you look at businesses let's look at traditional businesses to begin with or even mid sized businesses yeah. uh, you know which have got a decent amount of budgets so let's say if you have 100 rupees how do these businesses you know what are what process are they following how are they going about saying you know uh, yes yes i'll 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 i'll, I'll tell you hmm. so you know my personal view mm-hmm. is that what is best for businesses is to build a brand mm mm now i dare say mm. many new age brands mm. miss this point mm. they shouldn't agree with you more. i couldn't agree with you more sam yeah. they mean, spend a lot of money which mm. they believe is advertising Mm. but it's not, they are not creating a brand mm. so for example they are, there are many startups who in the last 10 years mm. have spent 100% or 90% on performance mm. on search mm. Mm. and you know 0% or 10% on branding mm. now why have they done that again you could say they're not entirely stupid after all they're very clever people mm. 
because they are guided not by building a brand if i may dare say again mm-hmm. they are guided by building their valuation and by getting the next round of funding mm. and what the pe investors are looking for rightly or wrongly <laughs> is not whether they built a brand mm. not whether of course not whether they built a bottom line mm. but what is the top line mm. Mm. for creating a brand today Mm-hmm. television is best oh you still say that sam yes because no from a qualitative point of view mm-hmm. because you know there are there are kind of major factors that unfortunately don't lend digital to branding you know and there is some amount of research done on this you know when your ad comes on television mm-hmm. you are occupying the whole screen when your ad comes on digital when you are seeing it even on your small mobile mm-hmm. you know your entire mobile screen even though it's so small still has so many other things going around it mm-hmm. you know that is a big dampener you know in digital today so and then the second dampener is mm-hmm. very very important is that you know if you kind of have not bought that uh, non skip taken that non skippable option mm mm-hmm. your ad may be seen only by 2 3 or 2 3 seconds mm mm so see how ridiculous the situation is mm people like you advise your clients on you know strategy mm and then clients appoint creative agencies and research agencies and then after 6 months of deliberation Mm. and spending millions and millions of rupees <laughs> you know arrive at a 20 second television ad mm mm-hmm. the same tv ad plays on digital mm. and i see 2 seconds of it mm other ground reality is mm. that despite what i call maybe some disadvantages of digital in the creation of a brand mm-hmm. unfortunately you have no option but to use it mm-hmm. because one another important discovery that we have made in recent times thanks to bark mm-hmm. is that and mm-hmm. we believe that only if you gave a certain number of grps above a threshold number mm-hmm. will your needle move mm-hmm. now we have discovered that everybody in your target audience or who the campaign is seeking to reach hmm. does not get the same number of grp mm-hmm. so 1/3 of the target audience will get 
almost 50% more GRPs and one third of the audience will get only less than half the GRPs. Because they are on multiple screens? No, because that is how audiences behave. Because, you know, some people who are watching a lot of television, mm -hmm. like older people, are overserved by the plan. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, the younger people especially mm -hmm. are underserved by the plan. So if your sign says that you have to give them 300 GRPs before they will choose your product, then if you use television alone, you are not catering to one third of your target audience. Mm. An ideal combination today at a fundamental level is television plus digital. So, and does that leave that, other medium then, Sam? Yeah, so that does not mean that, you know, other media don't have a role to play. Hmm. The the reality is that in India, every medium is growing. Hmm. The other mediums may be losing market share. Hmm. In absolute terms, they're growing. They're all growing. Hmm. Because each medium has certain strengths. Hmm. For example, if you're launching a new brand, Hmm. You're launching a new car or hmm. you're launching a new property. Hmm. It's almost mandatory, marketers believe, hmm. take a full page ad in Times of India or, hmm. or your Hindustan Times or Hindu or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. You know, so you can't beat print for, you know, instant impact and very quick reach. Hmm. So, you know, earlier, advertising was always one to many. Now, unfortunately, thanks to social media, you know, the many can also hit back at a brand. Whilst on the one hand, you know, influencers are growing and are becoming very popular. But now, what is happening is that there are kind of uninfluencers also emerging as Bonvita saw to their peril. So actually they are going out of their way to say how bad a brand is or to unsell a brand. So there's so much nuance you have uh, detailed out in, in everything that you've said here, Sam. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little wary of uh, just reducing it to a simplistic point saying you actually are reinforcing the point that the medium is MS. But obviously, you've said a lot more beyond that. Uh, I'll just add a couple of more points to, to that and then uh, ask sure. a pointed question. Sure. Um, you've touched upon, like I said, so many different aspects of what is going on over here and offered nuanced solutions. Um, you know, compounding all of this is, you know, like I like, I like to say, for the longest time since the pretty much the birth of advertising, the worst thing we have ever been accused of was stretching the limits of morality. But now with uh, digital ad fraud, for the first time, you're being accused of illegality. 
right? So there's massive amounts of that to contend with. And then on the other hand, what we are also now seeing seems to be, um, you know, an oversupply of, um, uh, of, of, of digital content creators and social media influencers and not enough takers and not enough budgets, uh, especially with the well drying up for startups as well. So there's a lot of complicating uh, factors that are at play right now. Uh, so given, all, given all of this, uh, I think what our listeners would probably love to hear from you is, so what is an advertiser? What is a business supposed to do to make sense of this maze at a large strategic level, if you will? Well, on a lighter note, they need to employ Madison as their advisor (laughs) so that the brand can go through this maze. Uh, On a more serious note, actually, there was one more complication and you would understand that, that, you know, when we lived in a television alone world, more or less, or in traditional media world, You know, marketers and agencies spent a lot of time defining the target audience. But but even if they got the target audience wrong, it did not mean death. Because you see, irrespective of any mistake you made in the target audience, everybody saw whoever saw that medium or saw that publication or saw that program. Right. So you may target, say, only the older people in KBC, Mm, mm. but young people also watch KBC. Absolutely. However, in digital, defining the target audience is is a black and white matter because only the target audience that you have defined will see your message. No, not a single person outside that target audience will see your message. So it is very critical to get your target audience definition right. And I, I feel today the majority of brands don't have a sharp target audience. You know, we have to hone our skills in target audience definition. Earlier, I think lip service was paid to it. Now it becomes a matter of life and death. I think one of the other things that Narayan, I also want to add to this is something that I feel very passionate about, which Sam started off saying, focus on building the brand, you know, not on getting just the, uh, you know, the top lines and the eyeballs. If you are focusing on building the brand, at least there is some equity that you are building and you will have a brand mindset in terms of, and if you have to build a brand, you need to know who your customer is. That's the starting point of building a brand. And then, you know, what's the insight, human insight that you have into that customer? Fantastic. I'm just still trying to absorb all of the wisdom you've shared here, Sam. Uh, And I think we could probably go on with this conversation for a couple of hours more at least. But uh, just digesting, synthesizing and and drawing out the insights from all that you've said, uh, I think will be a lot that our audience will probably appreciate. I mean, from a lot to absorb. So, So thank you for for this nuance. Hey, my pleasure. Good talking to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Okay, bye.
So Narayan, what did you take away from everything Sam had to say? I'm saying this with tongue firmly in cheek, mm-hmm. but I'd like to thank Sam for elab- elaborating on the point I made earlier that perhaps the path to storm this norm is by returning to first principles. You said so, that, yes. So thank you, Sam. Uh, you know, putting audience understanding at the center of your strategy, committing to brand building. These are timeless principles, even in the breathless age and pace of digital. But I also loved how he dove deep and nuanced the ways to storm this norm, uh, literally to massage every medium. You know, I like puns, but to massage every medium so that it reveals the best fit with the outcome a marketer seeks. But what about you, Anisha? How would you storm this norm and what hacks do you have for our audience? The digital era has changed most of the norms that help describe and understand the mainstream communication platform and has upended how consumers engage with brands. Mm. But it's also opened up a plethora of challenges for traditional mainstream media. New Mm. relations with audience, new languages, fragmented audience, real-time interactivity, a new grammar, everything is hypertext. Mm. This media revolution has not only changed the communication landscape for the usual players, but also blurred the line between media and audience. Yeah, today anyone with a phone in hand is a medium and this has created all kinds of challenges for marketeers and marketing spends. And Sam made some very sharp recommendations to help businesses spend their marketing dollars wisely. Mm. The changes buffeting marketeers in the digital era are not incremental. They are truly, truly fundamental. I like that differentiation you make, Anisha. The changes are not incremental. They are fundamental. And there is one that one cannot emphasize enough, and that is a single-minded focus on brand building. The medium might have become complex, but the art and science of creating a powerful brand, that has remained constant. In fact, my first hack is linked to how we can leverage this complexity to sharpen our brand thinking. Mm. So the first one goes like this. Make real-time brand experience your brand differentiator. Intriguing. The phenomenal reach, speed and interactivity of digital touch points make paying close attention to the brand experience a very crucial part of brand building. Mm. And that's something which as an opportunity was not available to us while brand builders. Mm. Mm. In order for organizations to successfully listen to the hearts and minds of their customer, they need the right data systems in place, not only to capture the experience data, but also to quickly understand the trends and behaviors that the data signals and then surface them to the right people across the organizations. Mm. Despite having so much at their disposal today, most organizations are using fragmented solutions and systems to try to interpret data. And this creates silos across departments by inadvertently blocking teams from seeing how customers feel across the entire customer journey. Now, remember, Narayan, All of these are new opportunities Mm. that are available today to brand builders. But how do you leverage it to your advantage? Mm. And how do you create organization processes and and architectures Mm. to harness these is where the real question is. Mm. That sounds like the age-old parable of the mini blind men describing an elephant. (laughs) Exactly, Narayan. So just as customer preferences and expectations shift quickly, so should organize and so should organizations' abilities to be agile and adapt. Mm. 
Hmm. With the right systems in place, business leaders will be able to apply these customer insights into action almost instantaneously. Got it. So set up the systems to collect and connect the dots to your advantage. What's your next hack, Anisha? You know, this is something that I actually love and I've been talking about it since the time actually the digital went strong. Mm. You have to rethink and you have to forget the brand funnel. Mm. It's truly become extant. Mm -hmm. Like the dodo. (laughs) (laughs) Because it doesn't fly anymore. You see, there's one thing the digital age has done. It's taught people that they can cut the queue anytime they want. The other thing it has taught them is that the control over choice, over information, over need fulfillment is now with them. Mm. With the plethora of channels through which consumers today can receive, process and internalize information, the laboriously linear brand funnel, remember awareness, consideration, first preference, purchase, uh, you know, uh, trigger and then finally the purchase, uh, that's how linear it was. Yeah. has now been collapsed into a much more compact, almost I call it a triangle. You can enter from anywhere. Yeah. Where multiple steps in the awareness to purchase process can happen simultaneously. Absolutely. See, consumers' mind don't work linearly either. Exactly. They work more in that snakes and ladder kind of way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that snakes and ladder uh, analogy because people's brains are like attics with lots of nooks in which information, emotion, and decision inflections are stored. And like their namesake from a computer's CPU, people constantly turn to their random access memory, whether it's to buy things, to know about things, to consider some new things, to stick with old things, to be curious about things. It's because they can now directly get to only what they want. I think the power of pull versus push is now indisputable. So if you want to remember the brand funnel, You can look for it in the history books. (laughs) I don't think it belongs to the marketing book. This is such a fundamental point, Anisha. Not only have marketers forgotten it seemingly, but they have pushed the push part to almost intolerable limits, substituting it with pursue and pulverize relentlessly. Uh, We have to remind ourselves of the power of pull once again. And that takes us back to the first principles, you know, basics of brand building, you know, and brand building is all about creating that pull. Absolutely. And that brings me to my third and last hack, you know. Okay. Make room for tactical in your plan. Interesting. Digital has made this almost imperative. You know, Mm. it's a different thing that almost 100% has become tactical now, you know, and people have lost focus of, you know, being strategic and being true to the brand. Almost every day there's tactics happening. But I think true brand builders need to have a plan and they need to give themselves a kind of a 15-20% experimentation budget. Mm. Because things are so dynamic, they're changing so rapidly. Mm. It's important that you give yourself room to maneuver. Mm. You should not let your marketing strategy stagnate because like I said, the rules of the games are changing every single day. Yeah. And no one has the right answers and there isn't one single formula to solve for everything. Trying out new things, learning, applying, it's such an important tactic, yeah. you know, as far as keeping things fresh are concerned. Mm. It also helps you widen the appeal of your brand because you don't know what connects where. Yeah. But remember, that's only 15 to 20%. Don't make tactics your strategy, which is what digital is doing today. Yeah. 
doing that also allows you to provide for real time customer inputs in test alternative hypothesis and learn and go on and i think that's a big point you're making there yeah because with cuts out competition in all categories it's literally a war out in the marketplace what tactical allows you to do is win a few small battles so that you are ready to win the war absolutely i can't help but keep coming back to what we started out with in terms of what it will take to storm this nomination and that is back to the fundamentals and you bring that home so eloquently what we need perhaps is not so much a reinvention of marketing and media strategies as a reminder to build on first and timeless principles and your hacks they provide those beautifully thank you narayan this is a good place to bring in our gt bharat expert to provide some practical and tangible ways to storm this norm and today from gt bharat we have raja lahiri tmt lead welcome raja good to have you with us media is one of the most powerful medium of communication for news and stories the need for honest unbiased and factual news and insights in my view is the need of the hour the conundrum and the dichotomy of enhancing revenues and advertising and keeping a balanced view around the news and narratives continue to be quite challenging in the current times however in my view going back to basics and fundamentals sustainability of media houses would always depend on the fundamental values of reputation transparency and keeping the highest standards of governance and independence in news and insights for the wider audiences moreover the digital revolution is changing the landscape completely in terms of proliferation of the digital media digital news which are backed by private equity and venture capital investors continue to grow and that's creating newer players and is disrupting traditional media players i believe that digital is playing a significant role in advertising and media which is enabling wider access to the public and enhanced transparency as far as news reporting and advertising goes along with this responsibility and transparency would be key for the industry to enable narratives and news which are independent and unbiased thank you anisha and narayan for having me here to storm this norm i hope this was useful for you it's hot provoking norm seasoned experts with thought provoking insights and some great hacks to storm the norm this is a good place to wrap up episode 32 of storm the norm as always there are multiple places you can catch us on spotify apple podcast soundcloud and geo saavn by just searching for storm the norm and on sadegama caravan 2.0 devices on channel 453 this is narayan and anisha signing off for now we'll be back with a new episode shortly thank you and talk to you soon thank you